You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. Summer School Electronics is a pedal company from Syracuse, New York, making incredible stuff. There are a few summer school devices knocking around the shred shed, and I can tell you from personal experience, they sound great, they hold up, and Mark is a super cool dude. The first pedal I saw from them was the Science Fair, which is a parallel classic drive and distortion. And now they've released a new parallel concept called the Class Reunion. The Class Reunion takes a 90s muff style circuit and combines it with their Trash Panda, which is like a soft clipping, high gain, amp in a box style circuit. And it is a super, super versatile combination with all kinds of clipping options, parallel blending. It's really, really rad, a really cool idea, and I think you should check it out. So go over to summerschoolelectronics.com, that's summerschoolelectronics.com, and check them out today. Hey, 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 what is going on, everybody? Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. I'm really stoked to get it to you. I had a really great time catching up with my boy Ryan from Fuzzerocious Pedals. He's one of my favorite people to chat with. He's always just, you know, he's always just got that thing. You know what I mean? Somebody's got that thing. So I'm really excited to get this episode to you. But before we do that, I want to tell you about another podcast. What? Another podcast? Yes, a podcast that I think you will really like, and a podcast that I genuinely do listen to. The show is called The Punk Rock MBA. You may have heard me talk about it occasionally on this show before. It's a show about doing what you love for a living. It's the business side of a creative endeavor, whether you're a podcaster, musician, painter, YouTuber, whatever the case may be, you can find something in this show that can help you do what you do. That's the whole thing, right? We're just trying to do our thing, and this show can help you do that. The host of the show is named Finn McKinty. You may recognize him from his YouTube channel of the same name, the Punk Rock MBA, and he's had a lot of fantastic guests. Sarah Dietschy, YouTuber, I don't know if you've seen her stuff, it's amazing. Matt Heafy from Trivium, that was a fantastic episode. Tommy Rogers from Between the Buried and Me, a ton of people that you want to hear from. One of my personal favorite episodes, and I know I've talked about it on this podcast before, is actually with Aaron Marshall from Intervals. He gave some really, really cool insights into how he runs his band like a business, and I thought that was just a fantastic episode. So that's where I would start. That's one of my very, very favorite ones. It's uh, exceptionally helpful, I think, at least in uh, getting the mindset right for trying to do this stuff in these weird times that we live in. So yeah, check that out. I put the link in the show notes of this episode so you can get right there or search for it in whatever podcast player that you happen to be listening to this on. I don't normally do these things, but I genuinely really, really like this show and I think more people should know about it. So there you have it. Now you know about it. Okay, I think that's enough housekeeping for one introduction. Let's get right into this episode with my dude, Ryan from Fuzzrocious Pedals. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about 
guitar stuff sometimes. What's going on, Mr. Ryan Ratajski from Fuzz Rocious? He's back again. I'm so excited. Dude, this is like uh this is like my my third time on? Is third it time? Third, third time. All right, so this is this is my three Pete. I think so. I'm, let's see. I'm, let's see if we can lose all the listeners on this one. Oh, we can. If anybody can do it, it's us. You know? I don't know. I don't know. I I yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We were talking the other day about doing a three hour podcast. So hmm. it's doable. I and I've got the time. I've got the time. I don't know if you do, but <laughs> not I said the fly. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to build these daughters pedals, dude. I'm I trying know. to build these little fellas. I'm I'm kind of kind of behind the eight ball. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me, even though I know you have things to do. Please, so. like you're putting up the facade. We we talk on the phone like once a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never talked to you before. It's actually kind of funny. Like some of the people I I spend the most time on the phone with, like haven't necessarily been on the podcast as much as it feels like they maybe have, because the podcast and the phone call is not that much different. Except on the podcast, I sit in a chair. And on a phone call, I wander around the neighborhood while dogs bark at me. Um, and so it's like I talk to a, there's a handful of people I talk to at least once a week, if not more. And I'm like, well, some of them have not been on the podcast at all, but uh, most of them have, which is actually kind of funny. But sometimes only once or twice. But you, you're back and you got to I'm back again. You got to tell the people what's going on. What's been going on? Uh, well, I mean, I'm talking to you all from my quarantine couch. Uh, at the beginning of Quar, I decided to like beautify, well, <laughs> beautify, 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 my, <laughs> beautify my sugar, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shifty shell shock. Um, oy. uh, so yeah, I, uh, I decided to beautify my workspace and I bought, like, I cleared all the space out and I bought a rug and a table and uh and this like slick couch from like ikea so i am relaxing just sitting on this uh on this beautiful uh turquoise sky blue couch Ooh. uh so this is where i do all my computing mm-hmm. and uh no but i mean in terms of like work i've just been uh I've, I've been getting these these empty glass pedals for daughters done we're doing a hundred of the v1.2 which is like a three knob version instead of the four knob version and then another 75 of the the drum mod so i'm doing this on top of our last release which was little fella so uh like super duper busy like not complaining just very uh very very behind the eight ball very wow like every wow every like two seconds wow wow for dry red eyes clear eyes is a hit anyway <laughs> the uh, I, I yeah i'm starting to realize like all these things that used to be just like everybody knew what i was talking about i'll make jokes now and i'm and everyone not everyone but i'll realize i'm i'm suddenly the old man in the room it's you're like, the oh. old man in the room when when people don't know uh um purple stuff or sunny day you know yeah. like if someone's just like, oh, like, what do you want to drink? And, and you just say purple stuff. And if no one says sunny D, then you're like, mm. yeah, like I've hmm. passed. This is it. This is it. It's getting close. We're we're nearing the generation that doesn't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, rotary telephones, you know, 
I think I think I might be I say this a lot, but I might be like the last generation to experience things like that. I think honestly, truly, yes. Uh you're definitely I mean, besides when people see it in a museum or or they're you know, are there the back, you know, like a photo of like some old family photo. Right. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I mean, dude, my kids my kids don't even have a uh we, we have a phone that's on the wall. But mm-hmm. we don't have a phone line, so they don't really know how the whole phone thing works. Everything's on speakerphone for them. It's ridiculous. I since I moved out of my parents' house many years ago, I have not had a landline. Like we were going to get one, we had all intention of getting one. We even like got wall, you know, phones things for our uh, for wall phone things. Like I don't know what they are. You know wall those phone wall phone things. Wall phone things. A regular landline telephone system for the house when we got married and we were already paying for cell phones and we're like, well, we have good cell service here. Why do we need to pay for both? No one calls the landline. And uh, that was 13 years ago. I think (laughs) it's more like, at least for me, it was, it's like a, how long are you, are you listening? Like you start, you start picking and choosing what things you listen to your parents about when they're like, well, what if there's a storm and what if there's this? You're like, (sighs) I'll, I'll keep my phone charged or like, or I'll, I'll like at that point, you know, we're not at the apocalypse. So like, we don't have to worry about, you know, luckily in the first world, like first world problems. Uh, but yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, we're anyway, I don't need phones. Let's talk about pizza and gear. Maybe we don't have to, we can talk about whatever we want. This is a, this is my show, and we can talk about rotary telephones if we want to talk about rotary telephones. That's how this works. Uh, actually, what I do want to talk about, I think people are probably pretty familiar with the little fella, at least the listeners of this show, because like I talked about it and was like, yeah. hey, little fella, here's a demo I did. Uh, but the daughter's pedal. Tell me more about the daughter's pedal. All right. So uh, for those unfamiliar, daughter's is a band and i will say band uh it's very hard they're a hard band to explain what they are but if you if you like screamy grindcore stuff you can listen to like their old stuff if you like more angular uh noise rock stuff then you can listen to like the mid-level and then if you're like if you want to hear if like nine inch nails in depeche mode uh you know you know if if that was their band like after these bands that's daughters i don't know it was weird whatever so <laughs> these guys are awesome uh they've been doing quite well with uh with their last release you won't get what you want and uh on that album nick sadler used uh this pedal that we we created together uh that grew out of our our fuzzrocious moth um and it added some some different tweaks to the oscillation and the drone and everything so uh he uses that pedal all over the first track on that on the album uh and it's been a like recurring uh limited release with them we just we we do some batches of this stuff and we do some mods and uh it's honestly sold like crazy and i'm like (laughs) we and the band could not be any more excited it's just uh it's but yeah if for the sound of the pedal it's it's an you know analog octave up that like slams into uh a, a distortion circuit and then it also splits off into an oscillator and then you can you know have this like drone pitch drone uh screaming behind whatever you're doing and uh yeah so if you like weird angular noisy out of the box not your normal 
guitar sound sound, then this is uh, something that you should be looking into. And you know I do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although uh, I have a, I have a, uh, uh, what are those things called? Uh, confession. Uh, we were talking about Lawrence Arms yesterday. Uh, I listened oh, yes. to Oh Calcutta, and uh-huh. I am sorry to say that I am no longer a fan of like street punk. Oh, it's man. it. The bass tone on the album was so good, but uh, I've fallen out of love with the other. And now I'm scared to go back and listen to Link 80 and all like the stuff from the, you know, late 90s uh, that I've been hankering to get back into because all those all I listen to anymore is Scott. I, 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 uh, is, is the interview over? Yeah. Cause, so cause I did not, I didn't connect with Lawrence arms. I was so sad. That's oh. what I, I thought maybe that like, I understand we, so we should back this conversation up just a little bit to give the listeners some context, uh, because we don't want them getting confused on us. We were talking yesterday about a bunch of stuff, but one of the things somehow got brought up is the Lawrence arms. I don't remember how that happened, but and you mentioned you hadn't listened to him since the first record, which is a long time ago. Yes, very and, long. And uh, I said, well, do me a favor and listen to O Calcutta and then come back to me and we'll discuss it. I didn't really think we were going to discuss it on the podcast, but here we are. And it's probably we are. Good, it's a good it's a good thing to talk about. It's music. It's a. Uh, it's is this a, the, is this the sixty cycle hum album review? Is that what we're going to do? Now? Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing. Uh, that record in particular uh, is actually one of my favorite records. Um, that that very specific one, I love everything about that record. I mostly the songwriting honestly i love i love the juxtaposition they've kind of i feel like that's where they really came into their own and uh admittedly i have a lot of nostalgia for it like i discovered that record i think it may have came out right around the time like my wife and i started dating and so like i have a lot of nostalgia for it around that time sure um and my band and i played a lot of covers off of it uh, mostly like jumping the shark. Are you there, Margaret? Um, but I just really like the songwriting on that record, and I thought maybe you'd dig it too. But it seems like the whole like skate slash street punk thing is just not in your ears anymore. It, you know, it's my or your heart rather maybe in my in my heart. Yeah, it's it's like because I, I, honestly, I listen I listen to podcasts like all day, and then I'll listen to some music like in the car, uh, mostly whenever whatever is top forty on the radio, uh, just because it drowns me uh, while I'm driving. And yeah, man, like I've been going back and like diving into like old ska punk and stuff, and and you know, and truly enjoying a lot of. It. And then there's also stuff I question. I'm like, ah, why why did I like this? But like Lawrence Arms is one of those things. Like I. I see why you like it. I can hear why you like it. The, the, just the mute, like the whole, the whole package of it just didn't, it didn't hit for me. And I, and I but I do, I, I'm not, I'm not stopping. I want to go back and, and re-listen to the first album again. And then, you know, try to step it up from there and, and see if I can fu- rekindle my love for Like, remember what I used to love about it. They, they're an interesting band and this is backwards from how a lot of, music fans generally feel about the timeline of a band starting with Calcutta, i really like their newer releases too but ocalcut is their strongest one to me 
starting with that record and going in reverse of how they were released it is like also the order in which I like those records. Okay. <laughs> which is okay. kind of, I really like Oh Calcutta. And then I, I like greatest story ever told, but it's not, it's not my favorite. And then just cocktails and dreams. And it goes down from there. I can't remember if ghost stories or cocktails and dreams is, I can't remember. I do remember thinking I like those albums in the reverse order of their release from Oh Calcutta backwards. Uh, the greatest story ever told is kind of an interesting one because that's where they really, I think, in my opinion, really started getting stronger melodic bass in their songs. And okay. and and the juxtaposition uh, between the two guys is really apparent because they really just alternate songs. Um, and on Oh, Calcutta, they kind of they did a little bit of that, but they were more together. They would. Yes, yeah, so I did notice that. Yeah. yeah. So on greatest story ever told, it's like, it's, it's either one or the other. So yeah, it's kind of interesting, but uh, yes, this is the Lawrence arms podcast brought to you by the Lawrence arms out of Chicago. Uh, I don't know. I really like that band and I don't, I feel like I've talked about thrice. So incessant, incessantly on this, uh, <laughs> this podcast that I haven't given love to like other bands like that, that are also what I would consider formative for me. Uh, how what's your what's your take on hot water music oh, i love hot water music caution's one of the best records ever made I, <sighs> that's my opinion dude uh yeah i that is a, a band like whether whether you go to to see them play whether you know the songs or not whether like man uh we had that stuff on on a mix we did like a a vaxxed uh outdoor bbq a couple weeks ago and when those songs would come on, like you just watch like my friend's eyes light up of like, oh my god, like the anthemic nature of that stuff is it's that that still hits home in like in a whole different way. And I I don't know about the whole band, but Chuck seems like the nicest guy ever. Dude, uh we we got to like meet those dudes uh when Oh Brother opened up for them. Uh nice. we we're at the, we were at the truck and uh after the show, like, you know, the guys just came out, like, just over and just, just chit chat and like, didn't know who we were, who we were, didn't know that we were pedal people or any of that stuff. Um, and it was just like, whoa, like, this is pretty cool. I have like this band for like 20 something years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take that band. Man. Yeah. They're, they're so good. And I, I really like, uh, Chuck's solo stuff too. Um, but yeah, I mean, caution specifically. And I know that feels like a bit of a cop out because everybody says that, but, Come on. Trusty chords. Come on. Get out of here with that song. That song's perfect. It's, it's a perfect song. It's a perfect song. That song's amazing. If you want to tell Blake why it's why it's not a perfect song, just you know, uh tell him tell him in the comment section and smash that like button. Uh, tell me in the comment section and I'm gonna come to your house and we're gonna have an altercation. That's what's gonna happen. That's that's how passionate I am about that song. I'm just kidding. I'm not actually gonna do that, but I might. Don't put it past me. I get weird sometimes. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not coming to anybody's house. <laughs> <laughs> There's a podcast I listen to that says if you, uh, it's called fraudsters, um, and they they say, yeah, if you send an email to this, uh, I will come to your house. And it's just, I don't know why it it makes me laugh. It, theirs is a lot less threatening. It's more like I'll come to your house and hang out. And mine was a little bit, you know. I don't know what it was. It wasn't good though. Pretend that didn't happen, everyone. That didn't happen. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Just go listen to hot water music and everything will be fine. It'll be yes. fine. 
what's what's another classic for you? Like what's like just an all-time banger in your opinion? Oh, dude. Uh if if we're if we're going to go back, um Less than Jake's Losing Streak. Oh. Um yes. Like through and through every every song's a banger. Uh Rancid and Out Come the Wolves, oh, every course. song's a banger. Um Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Let's Face It, mm-hmm. every song's a banger. Um obviously I'm living in like my high school like 97 96 to 98 range of right. <laughs> suicide machines <laughs> <laughs> yeah um man but just and bangers but then but then when you get into like my hardcore era like straight up things that, that still bang today uh like turmoil uh even like the the first first four like the first four poison and well albums hit differently than uh. the last few and i love those last few but like that, that's the thing. Like if I was to have like, you know, on like the iPod thing, like throw all the poison, the well stuff on, like it's, it's so, so, so nice to go back to that stuff and hear how a band completely changed over the course of, of their existence. Um, that band, uh, I, they're one that like, kind of, like, I kind of forgot how much, like how important they were for me. And then somebody mentioned poison, the well recently. And I was like, wait a minute, like the opposite of December didn't leave the cd player for like nine months to a year like yeah, it was man. Like every time it's like that that record is such a ripper oh it's so good man yeah 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 and then they just kept getting better and better and better um but dude like cave in um came and botch like botch all day but um yeah 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 yeah, there's there's stuff that still bangs, and I, and I, it's hard for me to find stuff now. And it's just me getting old, but it's it's hard for me to find stuff in these days where I'm just like, oh, I want to listen to the album again, like front to back, like just keep going, like every time it comes on, it's 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 tough. It it is it is it's out there. It definitely exists. We we have to. Well, no, that's not true. I was gonna say we have to work a little harder to find it, but that's not true at all. We had to work way harder to find stuff back in the day. We're just lazy. <laughs> it's 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 out there for sure. Uh, maybe it, it's actually the too much access is actually a bit of a problem because it things get you know lost in the lost in the sauce because there's so much sauce and you, you you end up having to wade through so much stuff to find things that resonate with you. Whereas back yeah. in the day, you would just be like, "Trust Kill Records. I like most of the stuff on that. Let's buy this and give it a try." <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. And if not, then you, you traded it to your friend or whatever, and you didn't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Weird. Weird how the times have changed. <sighs> just, li- just living in those 2000s, baby. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. I'm still there in my mind. I'm still there in my mind. I still own the the truck that I had from when I was a teenager. And so just sitting in the driver's seat of that, I'm like, uh, I am back in the 2000s. It feels kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if I still had if I still had my my first my 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 mom called it the ska mobile. It was a 78 <laughs> Chevy Malibu. It was it was a tank, man. And like I just had all my stickers on the back or whatever and I ended up selling it or no, say giving it to one of my brother's friends when I was getting another car cuz like it it was just, you know, I ran that thing into the ground. The ska mobile. Dude uh, it was also the same car as the couch that I'm sitting on, my quad couch. I love that. I love that. 
yeah 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 back in the days where you could have like one continuous front seat mm-hmm. oh man see that's what i like about the truck it's got that it's got that bench it's a, it's a 94 dodge pickup or dodge it's a chevy what am i doing wow teenage blake would have fought me right now uh it's a <laughs> it's a chevy uh but yeah bench seats are are underrated i gotta say they're underrated and that was that was your that was your first car no, no, I I went through a lot of cars. I was I'm a I am a car guy. I don't know if you know that, but I'm a I car do, guy. I do. Yeah. And so my first car was actually a 69 Camaro and nice. I still I still have that as well, but it was it is not the same car. <laughs> it is it's the same car, but we totally restored it when I was a teenager. So it was a it was a big old pile of garbage when I got it. I got that when I was 14. And my dad and I restored it. And that's my baby. This um, is like the Saved by the Bell episode. <laughs> kind of, kind of is. Except, there's, oh. except there was no, probably no hijinks. It's just, you just, you just actually, you actually got some clunker and restored it to become something quote unquote cherry. I mean, that's pretty much what happened. It's a long blah, blah, blah story. That's probably not that interesting to the wide swath of people that are going to listen to this but yes that is the nutshell version bought clunker uh restored clunker uh took took about five years to restore the clunker and then uh still have still still have things i want to do to it to this day but it is a it is fun it's fun and it looks like it was ripped out of the 1970s because it's got like side pipes and craggers on it and you know it looks like some teenager in the 70s got a 69 camaro and did some mods to it so it's kind of fun sounds like family if you were to ask finn are you going to take it to the to go see uh fast nine in theaters baby you know <laughs> you're gonna take that to the drive-in i uh i have a confession you've never seen one of the movies huh no 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 i i i i have i've seen them okay but, uh, i haven't watched any fast and the furious since three Three was the last one I saw. Oh, buddy, you have so much work to do. <laughs> do I? <laughs> do I? Because three was real bad. <laughs> it was. It wasn't when, even the fun kind of bad. It was just man, bad. See, and that that's that's the thing. You just you haven't gone far enough in for that for it to come back to that. You'll understand it when you go back. Just just take take two days and sit sit down with your son. Put on. You, he doesn't have to wear an Avengers shirt. He can wear like whatever shirt he wants. Like. And just sit down and watch watch all the movies with them, all of them. Even all of them. Do I have to rewatch three? I don't want to rewatch three. Dude, I hate th- that you're telling me you haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw yet, then, right? No, I no, I have. Dude. I I abandoned that franchise after three. I was like, I am done with you. You are you are missing out. Okay. Missing out. You're missing out. I do <sighs> like my boy Vin. I mean, he's good time, but I don't know. I don't know if it's enough for me. You like Han so much. Okay, okay. I do like I do like The Rock. I'm a I'm a fan. So maybe. Do you like those Joe Jumanjis? dude. Uh... Dude, when he is playing Danny DeVito in part (laughs) two, come on, like podcast over, dude. He should have won an Emmy for that role. I have an Emmy. Is it an Emmy? An, oh yeah, an Emmy, not a Grammy. No, it's a well, it's a movie. Emmys for TV, I think. 
All right, then he should win a, a, a Oscar. Okay, an Oscar. Yeah. An Oscar for, an for playing Danny DeVito. Yes. Okay. Dude. I'll, have to, I'll have to take your uh, word for it. Mm. Cinematic masterpiece. Jumanji 2, cinematic masterpiece. You're on record. If you thought one was good, wait till you've seen two. I didn't say that I thought it was good. I said, eh, is what I said, if you recall. Actually, I mean, if you're if you're trying to do your impression of The Rock doing Danny DeVito, you, you weren't that far off. Okay. That, eh. <laughs> I, I gotta, I have to admit, that does sound, that sounds very entertaining. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Dude. <sighs> Okay, let's 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 talk about let's not what? talk about Jumanji. Anymore. Why can't we talk about Jumanji? We can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> Ryan, it's, I know it's been a while since we've been on the show, but it's 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 really become a different thing in in the time period that you that you have been on the show. It oh really has become a, a mess. Maybe <sighs> I need you to get me back on track. Maybe that's what I need. Oh boy. Let's talk about Nam. You want to talk about Nam? Okay, let's talk about Nam. Let's talk about Summer Nam because it's it's on the it's <sighs> on the horizon, and I have my thoughts on it, and I think I've expressed them here and there. But what are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, let, let me just let me even back up to Nam in general. Uh, Nam is like the single most expensive thing we do all year. Uh, there's very little measurable return whatsoever. It is a glorified vacation for all of us, basically, and. You know, Paul and I go and have an absolutely excellent time uh, being monsters every day and just, you know, just trying to, like, crush Nam as hard as we can. We, we, we have a ball meeting people and moving gear and showing people stuff. It's awesome. But it sucks because it's so freaking expensive. Anyway, here we are in a choir world and they're doing Summer Nam and I'm just like, what are you doing? Um. I mean, we're not even sure that we're even truly even considering going back for winter NAM, uh, just because it's a disgusting super spreader event, no matter, no matter whether we are in a pandemic or not. Like I got pretty darn sick last year. Um, but man, I, I, I cannot believe that they're going to do summer NAM. And I really hope that, uh, I, I hope that it's successful for the future of, of events like this. Cause we're, we're about to start going back to concerts and all that. And it's, uh, I hope that we can do this right. That's my, my hope. But man, I'm, I'm such a pessimist. I think it's, I think it's just going to be a breeding ground. Because how can you, how can you be six feet apart from somebody and hear what they're saying in that NAM room? Impossible. Oh, add a mask to it. Now, now it's like completely donezo. Rant over. Your turn. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I don't know my opinion's starting to change a little bit. It seemed like that maybe there was going to be enough vaccination and, or, you know, quote unquote, I'm, I'm getting way out of my depth here. So don't anyone yell at me. Cause I, I, I am a podcaster. I'm not an immunologist. I'm just reading the same crap that everyone else is reading. But, uh, I was thinking that, you know, there might be enough, uh, I guess, herd immunity, uh, by that point, but, it's looking like may, now maybe not right and, and, and so i i like um i'm i'm not going 
Uh, I'm not going, and I love Nashville, and I have every reason to go. Yes. I mean, if I did go, I wouldn't probably go to the event. It sounds like it's going to be a ghost town. I know there were some brands that were like, yeah, we're definitely going that have since pulled out people that were going to be like doing. I knew some people that were going to be doing uh, demos and whatnot. And they are now they're like, nope, that brand canceled. They're not going anymore. And wow. I know that uh, at least last I looked. Get, so here's here's a, a an example. Gibson's not doing it, and they're right there. Yeah, they're, they live there. They're they're literally headquartered there. Uh, and we talked about it at Stringjoy a long time ago, and we're not doing it either. And the most of the company is right there in Nashville. Yeah. Like, so it's like, it, and the real big thing for Summernam, outside of the potential concerns for safety, um is it's always a it, i hate to say this but it summer nam has always been question questionably beneficial anyway to most companies yeah i mean i, I don't I, I can say that you know old blood doing doing that that big the, the double booth they normally do there um and it's you know it's a little bit closer of a drive for them to do that but like they're one of the few companies that I see that like, oh, these this is this is the event for them because they they're they're maximizing, you know, you what you pay for a one ten by ten winter booth, they're doing for a twenty by ten and crushing it. But that's that's a rarity there, you know. It's 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 that's few and far between. Most people are, you know, grouping up and or or doing half booths and things like that because that's just you know. It's 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 the way to be there, you know, way to be there, but uh, not you know full on going hard. But yeah, man, it's uh, I am very I, I I hope I hope I hope I hope that everything goes well and it shows everybody that we can be responsible in a group together. But I I, I just don't think it. I really my prediction is it's going to be it might end up being pretty safe. Because there's not going to be anybody there. <laughs> that's that's my thought. I really don't think there's going to be hardly anyone there. I wouldn't even be a bit surprised if it gets canceled, just d- due to lack of interest and lack of uh, lack of attendance. I, I that is that's my real theory at this point. I think well, it may actually get canceled due to nobody, not nobody, but a large swath of people just straight up not going. Who knows? I mean, uh, at least on mine, I haven't seen them recently you know fishing for for anybody to you know get a booth or dropping prices on booths or anything like that and there hasn't been any deals so i i would say at this point they're probably just going to move forward with it maybe the room's going to be half empty yeah and maybe not maybe it'll be slammed who knows maybe, uh, dude and that's the other thing because people there there is there is a a lot of love for nam from the people who have gone every year religiously and they love doing it it's their thing especially you know place like nashville when you have your literal like south nashville crowd there so you know it's uh literally time will tell we'll we'll see what happens but man i am like still still having fomo about thinking about winter nam even though we're maybe not gonna go i don't even know man it's such a it's such a weird thing to to think about i i'm winter nam i feel a lot better about even though it's you know more packed and all that i feel like surely by winter nam yeah, again, getting way out of my depth here. But <laughs> enough people will have 
you know, been vaccinated or infected and over it by that point that hopefully we're in a different place as a, as a world. Totally. Um, I hope, I hope, I hope, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, again, don't yell at me. I don't know that much. I don't know anything yeah, we, beyond we what the just, general public knows right, about. We're just, con- we're just conjecturing and talking. This is not, this is not, you know, scientific fact, fiction, whatever. We're just literally two people having a conversation. We're not even that upset. So please don't be upset with us. Yes, exactly. But I, I, I hope and I'm thinking that we'll be in a different place uh, as far as general public health goes by that point. And we'll be able to kind of be back to back to the the old regular namfrax being the thing that we got to worry about yeah i mean hey man maybe maybe it will just be better moving forward because we're washing our hands more and they're going to have sanitizing stations and you know i i can see a lot of booths saying you know as people come in hey please sanitize your hands like there's going to be we're going to be killing all the fish but uh at least we won't be like when we shake hands and stuff it won't be as creepy oh great it's sanitizer bad for the fish it's bad for everything oh (laughs) man it's actually bad for us too well i I Uh, believe it is bad for us in the long term to use it it used to be that the only place i would use hand sanitizer was nam the only place i would never use it in any other circumstance i'm the guy that would like pick stuff off the ground like oh, i dropped i dropped my you know whatever and i'm i'm eating it and Yep, I'm still kind of that guy to a degree, especially especially in my own home, but not anywhere else now. Now I'm like sanitize, sanitize. Am I sanitized yet? But now you're telling me it's going to kill the fish, and I love fish. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want the fish to die. Is it like literally? It gets down to the drains, and it, or what are you? Are you? What well, are you it's, talking it's, about? it's the same idea as like with with like the, all the antibiotics and everything else, like all all the crap that we that we flush out because you figure you're washing it down. Like where does the water eventually go? The like the filtration systems don't get everything out, so it's you know there's but there's also like you know you could argue the same thing with the shampoos we use and all that stuff too. Whatever. This is like we're like eco boys or something. We're like having you want. You want me to go on a big rant right now? I'll, I'll go on a rant. I'll do rant. it. Okay, go. here we go. Here's the rant. I used to work uh, in the oil industry, as a lot of people know, and that is rife with its own issues, obviously. I don't think that's any mystery to anyone. But what I do know for a fact, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily wrong, but I am saying that I think we're shooting ourselves in the foot Basically, I was in charge of the storm drains on our facility. So we had to go through really stringent standards uh, of what was allowed to exit our facility into the river. Obviously, right? Of course, that totally makes sense. So there was all these, all this paperwork that had to be filed, all of these things that had to be checked, all this really stringent testing crazy crazy levels of testing that had to happen before we were allowed to discharge to the river right and that's all fine and good and i think that that is a hundred percent how that facility should be regulated the gripe i have is literally three to five feet away from our outfall was the city outfall Mm. and our water 
I, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that like based on the test results we would get back through all the things that we had to do to it, I, I would have felt comfortable if someone was like, I double dog dare you to drink that water. I would have drank <laughs> it. I would have been like, sure, no problem. Like it, it was that clean. It was, it's nuts. Wild. The things nice. that we had to do. Uh, now, and the city outfall that like leads from just the general streets, literally brown dirty oily there was sheen on it like all these things that i'm supposed to look for for on our outfall did not apply to that outfall for whatever reason and the the main reason why it was never getting fixed is because the city state and feds couldn't agree on who owned it so basically (laughs) they're just like Okay, well, we're going to just let it do its thing then because we can't decide whose it is. And I'm like, so meanwhile, we're spending millions. I, yeah, I don't have any. I actually do have a pretty good idea, and it's up there uh, in expenses to treat our, our water while literally feet away. We're just dumping the nastiest crap. We don't even know what it is because it's not being tested. It's not being checked. And I can see with my own eyes that it's that it's bad that it, I don't even have to test it. I can see that this is pollution that is being poured out. So my rant is, hey, if we're going to require these these facilities, and we should, to have these standards, the government and the public entities need to be held to the same standard for all of their water access points. Otherwise, yeah. we're not doing anything. We're not helping anybody if, if they we're allowing one person or entity we're just basically saying that's okay if they pollute, but not these ones. Like, I, yeah. Anyway, I've been one to talk about that for a long time. And I'd felt like this is the only opportunity I've had to rant about that publicly. But oh, anyway, man. that's not even saying the, uh, all the, um, the trade shows that I attended that were related to water treatment and how the whole thing is a massive racket and it's mainly lawyers that are profiting off of it who don't really care about the environment in the first place. Anyway, guitar pedals. How you Eco doing? boys. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that was a new one for me. Wow. Oh boy. Oh boy. So I just bought a wire cutter. Okay. Tell me about it. Uh, this is the most newfangled thing that I have in here. And I reached out to Jordan from Pine Box and Christian from Adventure to help me get this thing set up. Oh, my God. It was like the hardest thing to set up uh, because the the manual is written in in not English as the first language. And the translation came over uh, quite um <laughs> quite convoluted so in the videos online also don't help so uh it's been an interesting thing but man uh think about like you know we're talking about like trying to make the world a better place uh trying to make like my my work my workspace and work mind a better place of like oh i'm spending you know this much money on like pre-cut wire let me get something that will essentially do the same thing that they're doing at this other place and I can save whatever. So dude, it's, it's wild. And it's also like funny. Cause like everything else here is like very, everything. So feels so analog. It's like, you know, I, I, I make the pedals. I do all that stuff. Uh, I drill myself. Like there's all these things that are like very like simple and here's this, you know, essentially computer that cuts wire 
that I have to like program. It's uh, quite quite interesting. I'm staring at this at, the, at a ten thousand foot spool of wire right now that's like connected to it. It is absolutely bonkers. And so, is this the one that like it cuts the wire to a predetermined length and like strips it at the same time? Is that yep. one of those things? Oh man, yes, those are so cool. I could I get mesmerized by watching those work. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like it's it's ASMR for for your workplace. That's right. <laughs> this is this ties in nicely to some conversations that I've been having with folks about this very thing. Uh and it's it's the concept of automation in a production facility. Like there are obviously a lot of things that it's beneficial to have a human there doing it, right? And there's value that is added to the end product by having an actual person be involved in that in very specific parts of the process. But like the, what you just bought that wire cutter, Mm -hmm. there's not really any benefit to having a person sitting there and stripping those wires. It doesn't make the the pedal better. It doesn't make anybody happier because nobody just wants to sit there stripping wires all day. Like there's no added value in not automating that process. You know, and, and there's, it's actually, so, uh, I mean, this is into the whole thing. There, there's a, there's a lot of talk right now of like brands that still put every resistor in by hand, every cap in by hand versus companies that are, you know, moving over to pick and place like automation stuff with their boards and like, does it make it any different of a thing of like, there's arguments on every side of that. And, and they're all right in their own way. Um, but man, like I, for, as a person who, has been doing everything so like everything so one to one and like everything just whatever you know just doing everything built to order. Um, as I start to move into things where, where it's automated like this, and even like this, the next pedal that we have coming out, like the next like full release that we have, is full release. Um, <laughs> 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 the next one we have coming out, the the build takes me over an hour from start to finish that's how like the, the board is is massive there's so many steps like screw it like john john from eae and and scott from snk have like convinced me to like it's okay to move some things over to you know auto, automated pick and place whatever because at the end of the day you're passing on that those savings to your customer because you don't have to charge the price of you working for an hour on a single pedal try doing that like times a hundred pedals or times 200 pedals. Like that's a lot of days. Yeah, man. And the other thing is that people don't consider uh, cause there's a lot of like, ah, oh, the through hole is the only way. A lot of that stuff is starting to not be made anymore. Like you can only get some of these parts, not all of them, obviously. Yeah. But you can but the, only the get good, some of the them good stuff. The, yeah. 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 This transistor is only this, this it's, it's going, it's going that way, man. And it's, it's unavoidable. So you have to try and you have to try and pivot with the industry, you know? And on the argument that it's not as good, I'm like, I don't know. I've dropped my iPhone a lot and it's uh it's held up astonish astonishingly well. Like and it's all tiny little, you know, SMD parts. Like that's, yeah. that's I mean, the, the, the argument on the other side is like you don't care about really who's who's building who, who's, who's building your iPhone or who, you know, the people at, at, at the, at the, at the Apple store or Apple itself. But like, but you go to, you know, old blood noise. Cause you're like, Oh, 
this is like a family of dudes, you know, around doing this thing. Like, I like what they're doing or, oh, I like working with Brian from Small Sound because I know it's just him here. They're doing, doing this thing or whatever. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a people piece behind, which we, you know, you talk about all the time on, on the pod. Like there's a people piece behind all of this and, and you're, you're not only buying the pedal, you're buying, you're buying the brand and the people who make it and stuff. So as long as, as long as there's still some like human aspect to this company that you saw as human, then, then automation can, can work as long as you still continue to keep yourself not automated. Um, but, but then you've got other brands that are just all that, you know, and you, you can't tell me that like the pedal from EHX sucks worse than the pedal from this other brand or whatever. Like, no, they're, they both do awesome things. And in reality, it, like I said, the savings get passed on to the customer. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm, I think it falls into the tool for the job category, you know, like if it can be done better or more efficiently uh, using a through hole system, which I've seen, I've seen products that it's like, Oh no, this just actually makes more sense to just do it this way. Yeah. You know? And, and I've seen the opposite, like, Oh, it makes way more sense to do, do it with SMD automation. Like, okay. Like, my attitude is use whatever is required to get the end product to be as good as it can be. That is the answer. Like don't just do through hole just to do three through hole. Like it doesn't automatically make it a better, a better product. It just well, su- it super doesn't. So well, that's because turret board is the best or no board. <laughs> you just don't yeah. use the board at all. And that yeah, man. things flying just, around in there. Just float. Let everything float, baby. I've seen some um, beautiful no board builds. I really have. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, please. A, a, anything. Yeah. It. That stuff. That stuff is is a true art, and it's in its all in its own league. But yeah, man. Uh, it, as long as you buy the buy the pedals from who you want to buy the pedals from. If if you love the place, you you keep buying from them, and as long as they continue being the same people that you will like supporting, then you keep supporting them. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're passing the savings on to you. Um, <laughs> I mean, but dude, I, I, I'll st- I'm still going to be making like through hole stuff and, and whatever, because I still, I still enjoy making it. So we'll see. You know, speaking of making pedals and stuff, I've been wanting to get you on so I could do this for a little bit, but uh, man, Typhon V2. Yo, you really did it. I was like, I, I don't think this is going to be better. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be. Bad. I was like, it'll be good. I, don't, it might, I might even like it the same, but I like the first one so much. How can it be better? And it's better. <laughs> it, it's kind of nuts. Like just just a few a few little tweaks here and there. And you're like, it, it, it opens up the sonic territory of a pedal. It's like we, we didn't think we could fit more into that and keep it all, you know, that many pots and, and jacks and, or you know, switches and all that stuff yeah. but we did it man uh I, I am so proud and so happy of that thing and it 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 inspires me for like other stuff that that we do man it's it's yeah I'm, gl- I'm glad we got to do more i'm glad that that people people bought them so quickly and i've really only seen like some really small turnover which would be normal for any pedal that anybody's doing so yeah man uh i'm stoked i'm looking at it right now it's sitting right at the front of my, my little pedal pile it just you can do so much with it and it it really 
it really is like I think the the final the final form. It's reached its final form. Uh, uh, it, I don't, I don't I only like Pokemon that do three forms. The two form Pokemon they're not they're not as strong as the three form. Well, they say though that there is some benefits to keeping them at their mid stage because they'll learn moves they wouldn't otherwise be able to do in their oh, final please, form. Oh please, dude. I, I, I've held on to my Squirtle until he was like level, whatever, 55 or 65. <laughs> or, I've, I've done these things. I didn't. I always evolved him. I was like, give me the evolution stone. Like, I forget what the thing's called. Uh, you know, <laughs> get me, let's get him going. I wanted my Charizard to be a Charizard or my Charmeleon to be a Charizard. There we go. Correct. correct. Yes. Can't, can't, can't skip up. No, you can't. So you started, you were a Squirtle boy. You started with Squirtle? Everyone knows you're supposed to start with Squirtle. I always the first two gyms. Um, the best way to do it though was to was to get two two Game Boys and then just take take some time and just trade back and forth with a friend until you get the full roster and then you have all the starters. That's true. I always started with I always started with Charmander. It didn't matter. I'm starting with Charmander. The payoff the payoff on Charmander was better for end game content. Yes. Yeah, you had to. You made your first uh, your first few battles tougher, um, but I I found that they were they were manageable, you know. And uh, once you once you hit that Charizard baby, you're you're disabled. You like Mewtwo? Come on! Everyone's like Mewtwo's the strongest Pokemon. And it's like not my level four billion Charizard, you know. He's so tough. He's such a good guy. This is the Pokemon podcast. Welcome to. It. Anyway. If you could, if you could have one real life Pokemon to be your companion from any gen, hmm. which would it, which would it be? Hmm. I mean, the heart wants to say Charizard, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't have, I don't live in a place where having a Charizard would be feasible. You know. Well, you can figure that stuff out later. Oh, you know? okay. So we're not... this would have informed your life moving forward. You know, you would you would you would have had him at, at whatever ten years old. Okay. Uh, I think. Live your truth. I think I, I think that the heart wants what it wants, and I think I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with Charizard. He's still my favorite. Uh, I thought you were going to go Chancy. <laughs> yeah. The heart wants yeah, what it wants. Char Chance Chancy Magikarp. I want Magikarp. Give me Magikarp. No, don't give me Magikarp. I know the payoff is Gyarados, but like, uh, no. I would just say Gyarados then. Like, I don't, don't want to waste my time. I don't like his lips. So, <laughs> I don't like it. He just flops around and is dumb. That's what no, I'm I don't talking like. about. About Gyarados's lips, man. What's like wrong with Gyarados's lips? I don't like him. <laughs> you can't. You can't trust him. No, no, no. They're too oh. too thin. Too thin. Um, but you know, I was talking. I was talking on two evolution Pokemon, but dude. Licky tongue for me is like it's my dude. Licky tongue, really? Yeah. Why? He's cute, man. <laughs> that like rubbery body. I'm not going for cute. Like I never the cute Pokemon were never my favorite because I wanted the, I wanted the ones that could like you know mess up Team Rocket. Like I wasn't like I'm not all about. I mean, I, I'll give a pass to Clefable because she is also super powerful. But like you know, I wanted the I wanted the scary ones. Give me the Haunter. <laughs> Not Gengar. Just Haunter. Haunter is better than Gengar. Like, no, no, no. No, no, no. 
I mean, he's not. He's not supposed to be, but like, as aesthetically, Hunter is far superior to Gen- Gengar. I, I have to say. Uh, give me your give me your Hunter or your Gengar impression. Go. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure you want this? Are you sure this is what the people want? On, on the count of three, we'll both do it at the same time. Okay. One. One. Two. Three. Gengar, 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 I think that just proves that Hunter is superior. We just proved it scientifically. This is more that was almost as stressful as when I I stated Evan Evan Weiss from Reverb when I was out in in Chicago last. I we stayed at at his place when we were there and out in the little the little like median section uh, on the, on the street they live on the old blood dudes were there and Dan Orkin and uh, say Joel, the chase bliss dudes were there. So, we're, you know, everyone's standing outside. It's like 11, 12 o'clock at night. Everyone's out drinking or whatever. And I walk over just to say goodnight to everybody. And <laughs> I think it was, I think it was Brady, Brady and Seth or, or maybe it was Andy Othling and, and, and Brady called me over and they're like, you have to do your Christopher Walken impression right now. And I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> and like, that's a voice. Like, if you if you haven't been practicing, like, if that's already not in your repertoire, trying to do that on the spot is so difficult to like to do, especially when everybody's like messed up. Uh, oh my god, it was so hard to do. This. Like, I broke out like a flop sweat. That was. Uh, <laughs> and like, the trick is, is that like only you know, if you have ten people, only one of them does a good Christopher Walken. Everyone else is just like bombing. Yeah, I mean, I can't do it. I'm not even gonna try. It's 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 bad. I mean, it's, it's worse than my Gengar impression, if you can imagine that. It's that bad. Well, Gengar, 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 Gengar. I don't know if this makes you feel any better or not, Ryan. But you and I both just did a Gengar impression in front of like several thousand people. Like, it, does that make you feel better or worse about it? Only better that I said we were going to lose a lot of listeners on this one. So I'm sure. I doubt it. I doubt it. If they're sticking with it this long, if they if they made it through the environmental rant, then they've 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 achieved their their goal already. I think they're powering through this whole episode. Possibly, we're doing it. We're doing it. I should have said, and I probably maybe I'll say this in the intro. No, I already recorded the intro. So yeah, I guess people are just in for the ride. I was going to say. Usually when somebody's been on this many times, I tell people, if you don't know who they are, go back and listen to their first two appearances. That way you can get their history. Um, this was more just like some homies being homies, which yeah. is, is always fun for me. Hopefully it's fun for everybody else. Um, I was at a gathering. Paul Paul and I were at a gathering the other day. And uh, for those who know, Paul, Paul's my right-hand man intern dude, comes with me to like events and stuff. He's like my, he's my social butterfly. Uh, like could not do this without him. Uh, but uh, we were gathering the other day and talking about uh, the last pedal party and how, or no, it was two, you know, two pedal parties ago at NAM. And we were like, cool, we're going to go grab some food. You know, we'll chit chat. It was like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Like we're in and out. Um, so we can get back and, and hang at the house and eat some food and whatever. And uh, dude, like, <laughs> when I ran in dead sober and was like rolling all over the couch with you guys. <laughs> and they were like, Oh yeah. I was like, 
Ryan was like running on couches and feels and like Shannon was like her mouth was like on the floor. She's like, he did what I was like, I was like completely sober. I was like, I was just happy to see Blake and my friends and <laughs> the music was good. It was probably getting jiggy with it or something or Wild Wild West and I think it was Wild Wild West. I think it was Wild Wild West. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I remember being like, oh, man, you already into the sauce. And you're like, nope. (laughs) I was like, even more impressive, honestly. Even more impressive. I like that. That's that's why Nam is is like the best, the best expensive work vacation. It's like you get to have insane experiences like that, that like you get to like goof about two and three years later and it still feels good. Mm -hmm. nostalgia nostalgia yeah i remember i still think about my very first nam and like being at the pedal party and like sort of feeling like once i got through that first nam i my second one i really felt like okay i'm i'm like i'm part of the thing now yes same but yeah so at the first one you probably had a similar experience it was like i'm like oh i'm just gonna hang out and talk with zachary vex for a while i guess and i was like you know, I, I everyone's just a person. Everyone's just a person trying to do their thing, you know. Um, but to me, I was like, man, I've been like watching this guy on YouTube videos and reading his stuff and like learning. You know, he's one of the, you know, we talked. I mean, it was even in the pedal movie, like one right. of the guys that like helped start this whole new generation. And yep. I'm like, I'm just here chilling with Zachary Vex. Just me and him just chilling. He doesn't know who I am. You know, and uh, that was like kind of surreal for me at the time. And yeah, now second year it was like, okay, I do feel like, and I think part of it is your first year you show up and even if people do know who you are, they don't really know you. Correct. So you're having to like do a lot of introducing like I'm Blake from this, blah, 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 blah. And second year you show up and it's, it's the opposite. It's, Hey, Ryan, how's it going, dude? Like, you know, and so then you feel a little more like part of the NAM team. Yeah. And you, like you, you, you see how, how the system works now. So you don't have to, you don't have to try as hard and it doesn't like, yeah, you're not, you're not walking on like on eggshells the whole time of like worrying about who you are. Yeah. And you've, you've already made some connections and made friends and you know, like, you know, for a fact that you'll make new ones. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, going with the flow as it were yeah wow eco boys we're already 58 minutes into this and 38 what? seconds yeah how did that happen already we talked about bull <laughs> <laughs> we just went on our own little things right yeah man well hopefully people enjoyed it i, I hope, hope so too did. i'm sure yeah. there was probably like 10 more things that we were thinking about talking about but we just haven't been able to get to it i don't even know what they would be I have no idea. Meh. 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 <laughs> so, Ryan, before we close this out, do you have anything you want to leave the people with? Um, please. Uh, I, I know we've been goofing and talking and whatever. Uh, please j- just check out Lil Fella. L-I apostrophe L F-E-L-L-A. Uh, it has been our fastest selling drive distortion thing that we do. Uh, it is nothing short of amazing for us and everybody who's been getting it. I, I can't believe how much positive feedback we've gotten for this. And I just want you to check it out. 
look at the look at the whole demo. We have more than one. Check them all out. See what you like. No, and, there's uh, only one. It's just mine. Yes. <laughs> there's no um, other demos. Blake's is actually very good. If you if you're a baritone uh, person, then that would be one to check out if you're a like, lower tuning guy, gal, person, human being, spider, um, whatever you are. All hail the spider king. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, yeah, just just we're, we're going to be doing some really awesome stuff with our next release. Uh, all I will tell you is that it will be our strangest, weird, but like super usable modulation thing we've done yet and i can't wait for you guys to see what what we're doing so please 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 fuzzrocious.pedals.com and uh i'll see you in the pit <laughs> yes i'll, I'll see, see you in the pit, in the pit. except don't 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 come near me uh don't don't shake hands don't don't talk to me uh don't uh, even look at me yeah let's 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 yeah we have to sanitize my eyeballs um all right no, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy I got to come back for, for the big three. Uh, I'm going to hit a home run on the fourth one and, uh, Typhon, whatever you said, Typhon can't get any better. So that means we have to do something even better than that next. Ooh, we should, we should we talk shall. about that. All right, yes. let's do it. All right, everybody. I know I didn't ask Ryan the classic questions cause he's already answered them. So, you know. How, how many times do you want to hear him say the same thing? Oh, uh, if anybody wants to talk to me about uh, gochujang recipes and um, making your own hot mustard and your own hot sauce, uh, I'd love to talk to you about it. Yeah. That's, all, and, that, that's like my quarantine fun. All right. We'll talk about it in the Patreon section. Yay. <laughs> all right, everybody. For Ryan, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good tones. All right. I hope you enjoyed all that, that juicy, juicy content. Wasn't it a good time? It's always a good time. Please go and check out Ryan's pedals. Go to fuzzrocious.com and check out all the wares. If you feel like it, I made a demo for the little fella with my baritone guitar. You can slide over to the YouTubes and check that out. If you type in baritone, fuzzrocious, little fella, I'm sure it'll pop right up. And... If you need more of this conversation, you can have more of it over on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash tonemob for five bucks a month, you can support this show, keep it going, keep it humming along, and you can get extra episodes delivered to your ears every week. And who doesn't like that, right? Right? Who doesn't like that? Extra episodes. But if you can't do that, I totally get it. I understand things are weird, but if you could tell somebody, If you could tell somebody about this show, the only reason it exists is because people have been telling other people about it and it's continued to grow over time. And that is the most important thing. All of those downloads are people. They're people. And the more people we can reach with the message of tone, spelled T-O-A-N, the better. All right. I think I'll leave you with that for now. I've got more coming for you this week. And uh, yeah. I think that's good enough. Let's sign off. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, 
go to tonemob.com slash stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things. And by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com slash stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.